In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, we read, The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Sometimes the word of God has come to me, and it's just like I was struck by lightning. I'm just steady and absolutely still as I think about what I have heard from God. And often it changes my direction. It shows me a better way to go in dealing with a secular subject. I'm going to read verse 12 one more time. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Sometimes the word of God comes to us directly to our mind by the Holy Spirit. Other times we are reading the Bible and it's like a verse of Scripture stands out to us and we don't want to read past it. We're hung up on that one verse of Scripture. Be sure you don't read past it. Stop and think on what God is saying to you and the direction he is wanting you to go. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. God sees everything about the situation and knows the heart of all the people involved in the matter and shows us when to be cautious and when to go ahead with the project. After I was born again, God showed me to ask him for wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, James 1.5, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. At that time, I had a small business in Dallas, Texas, American Indian Arts business. One day, a man from Houston called me and said his wife was starting the same kind of business I had. And he wanted to come to Dallas to talk to me. And I said, I don't know anything about business. He just kept insisting that he wanted to come talk to me about marketing. He was a graduate of Harvard in marketing. And I said, oh, no, I don't know anything about business. Please don't come here. He said, no, no, you've been recommended to me as the person that I need to talk with. 
So he came to my shop in Dallas, and the first question had to do with marketing. He said, well, how do you market your merchandise? And I was saying, oh, God, please get me out of this. But then I said, well, all right, I am a Christian. Before I go to the reservations to buy merchandise, I pray for God to have the Indian artist make the item that I need to buy. When I get to the reservation, I pray to God, asking him to show me the items to buy. And on the way home, I pray for God to send the angels out to bring the people in to buy the items that I'm bringing home. Dead silence. Then he said, well... I guess that is a form of marketing, and he left. In the years I ran that business, I never had a sale. I never put items up for sale. God showed me what to buy, and I bought it. He showed the Indian what to make, and he made it, and I bought it and brought it back home. And one time there was such a miraculous story involved. In this, I ran my business by scripture. I had seen to pray for wisdom in James 1, 5. So I always prayed for wisdom, that God would show me what to do. And mostly we sold jewelry. In the beginning years, I I had the business until I was shown to go into the ministry. And that was about five years. In the beginning years, I allowed a woman, a customer of mine, to put some money into the business. She loaned me $6,000. I did not pay her interest on that money, but because of that loan, I gave her the privilege of buying any item that I had in the shop at my cost. But at one point, as a new Christian, I saw that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where it says, Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. And I didn't have any reason to think this woman was a Christian. Let's look at that scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, start at verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord Hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, 
I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. So I set about to get out of debt and stay out of debt and pay this $6,000 loan off as soon as possible and be unyoked to this woman that I assume to have been an unbeliever. I had no idea how I could get out of debt. But I prayed. And on one of my buying trips, I was in Santa Fe, and there was an old Indian rug rolled up at the side of the shop where I was buying merchandise. I kept looking at this rug, and I couldn't get it off my mind. We did not sell rugs. We sold jewelry, and that's where we made our money. But I finally said to the person, how much is this rug? And he said, $500. And I said, well, I'm going to have to buy it. Because I just couldn't shake the interest. I didn't know a thing about Indian rugs. I took it down to Albuquerque to one of the best rug appraisers living. And she examined it and said, well, you have really lucked out because most of these old rugs are worthless. But you've really lucked out because this is a good rug. And she said, it's a rug that you should not sell because it will go up in value considerably. So price it at a very high price so it doesn't sell. And she appraised the rug at that time for $1,500. That was back in the 70s. I had paid $500 for it, and she appraised it at $1,500. I got back to Dallas, and the next day a man came in and saw that rug rolled up at the side of the wall. He came to buy jewelry. But when he saw that rug, he said, what is that? And I said, oh, that's just an old rug I brought back with me from my buying trip. And he said, well, let me see it. And I said, oh, I don't think you'd like that. And he said, well, let me see it. So I rolled it out on the floor, and he looked at it, and he said, how much is it? And I said, $5,000. And he said, I'll take it. I was horrified because I always protected my customers. I didn't let them overpay for merchandise. I said to him, well, what I'm going to do is this. He was writing out his check for $5,000. And I said, what I'm going to do, I won't cash your check for a week. 
if you want to bring that rug back, I will give you your check back. I never saw the man again. I took the money and put another $1,000 with the money and paid off the loan and got out of debt and paid this unbeliever and got myself freed from being yoked with a woman that I felt was an unbeliever. And I never again went into debt after that experience. Not even in buying cars. I saved the money first and bought the car. Not even in building a house. I didn't build a house or buy a house and take out a mortgage. I saved the money first, which is totally different from the way most people operate. But God has shown me to get out of debt and stay out of debt. So that's what I did. The Holy Spirit brings to our mind the direction to go. Pay attention to the word spoken by God directly to you. And pay attention to the scriptures. Follow the word of God, whether it is a scripture or an idea brought to your mind. For both can be the word of God. Now you have to be sure that you understand how to recognize the voice of God when he speaks. It never has any hypocrisy in it. So if the plan has any form of hypocrisy, that's not a plan of God. I suggest you read carefully James chapter 3, for in it we see the thoughts that are of the devil and the thoughts that are of God and the characteristics so you can evaluate whether that thought that you have had is from God. But read James chapter 3. In it we see that the wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. The word that is from the devil is filled with envy and strife and every evil work. And it says in James chapter 3, where there is envy or strife, there is confusion. If you're confused on anything, look for those two things, envy or strife. Where there is envy or strife, there is confusion and every evil work. So read James 3 very carefully. I also recommend you read First Timothy chapter 6. For in First Timothy chapter 6, God discusses with us money and what we should do concerning money and what we should not do concerning money. So please read First Timothy chapter 6. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.